everyone and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host Dr. Shanaz Ahmed and today we are doing book talk with a bookstagram friend of mine. I'm super excited for this episode because it just feels like it's been a while since I've done book talk. So, yay for that. And as you know with book talk, we go where the conversation takes us. Before I bring Maya up, I wanted to tell you all about a wonderful audiobook app. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. Choose from more than 150,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price. as the largest audiobook company out there you know the name but you'll be part of a much different story one that supports community listeners of this podcast can get two books for the price of one go to libro.fm that is l i b r o.fm and enter code lltb podcast with every listen take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores I would appreciate your support of this podcast. Helps me know that you're listening and you care. So to do that, you can go to buymeacoffee.com/lltbpodcast. I'll add the links in the show notes. Let's get started with book talk today. Maya is a 34-year-old bookaholic who currently resides in Ottawa. Her love of reading began when she was a child where she would constantly be looking for a mystery book to read when she doesn't have her nose in a book she will likely be exploring the town for new bookstores rewatching gilmore girls or listening to 80s music and without further ado here's my good friend maya maya welcome to the living a life through books podcast it's exciting to have you because We've been chatting on Bookstagram forever it feels like. Yeah, at least a year maybe. Yeah, and and then I don't even know why you haven't been on my podcast yet. You know, we talk and all of this and I'm like, life why hasn't Maya been on my podcast? Life. And now life has slowed down a little bit. Good. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are we talking about? You were just telling me about 2021 and books. and and 2022 in books what's this okay. year for you this year looks great okay. i plan to do 100 books this year also i think that's crazy but that's awesome <laughs> but but the thing is the difference between this year and last year is that last year i started off being like i'm just going to kind of chill i'll just do 75 okay. books okay wow And you know somewhere I think I don't remember I think it was August I hit my 75 book goal or something like that and I'm going no I should do 100 I'm a bookish person I should do 100 okay. I can do this and so I was kind of sort of playing catch up at the end okay I see I see You see oh. but this year oh. is different oh. Okay I'm going to start off with saying It's a hundred, so I'm not going to be playing catch up. Like right from the beginning, yeah. it's going to be okay. This is the goal. Let's yeah. keep going. Okay, I like it. I like your drive. Yeah. It's what incredible. about you? Well, if I compare the two years, 
I had a very modest goal last year of, I think, 30, I said. Okay, that's great. And yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know, I was I was anticipating a very busy 2021. Right. Um, the way my life is structured, without getting to too many details here, we can talk after, but right. I, move I move a lot, right? And every, like, year or two, I'm somewhere else. And I move across the country, so in, in Canada, within Canada. And uh, I was anticipating a move, which happened in the summer and so I was like with the big and it was a big cross-country move so not like uh, hey we're just going next door no it was like across across the country and so I figured that's going to take up so much of my time right and I won't have enough time to dedicate for books but not only did I read 30 I read 52 books in year, right in a year Yay! that I not having any time you know so it got me thinking you know I was like if I'm able to do basically a book a week, 52, in a year that I'm really busy, then perhaps in years that I'm not so busy, I don't know. So this year, I'm starting off saying, I'll read 52. I'm going to dedicate about a, a book a week instead of saying 30. And we'll see. That's we'll see. great. Hmm. The thing is, I find if I had time, or if my life allowed for me to do audio, then I'd probably be able to squeeze in. But I don't have long commutes or anything like that, you know? the times that I do get to listen to stuff is when I'm folding laundry, but that doesn't always work because there's a lot of interruptions. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping maybe I'll add another goal of including at least one audiobook this year. We'll see. Hmm. Now, when you listen to audio, do you listen to it at regular speed? Or... I've never to audio. That's oh, the thing. No. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. You're just I saying can. you just yeah, want to okay. try to try yeah yeah the only audiobook I listen to is um Beatrix Potter Peter Rabbit Peter Rabbit okay yeah I've only listened to P Peter Rabbit it counts <laughs> it absolutely counts sure she had like the whole collection I wondered I don't remember when Beatrix Potter wrote the books but like Peter Rabbit has there's multiple books in the Peter Rabbit collection there's a frog and I don't know who but anyway that's the only audiobook I listened to in 2020 I think so two years ago and it was a British lady. So she like had the accent that was perfect for, for the books, but that's it. But I'm hoping to read an adult audiobook, maybe. Try um, Daisy Jones and the Six. Hmm, that would be an interesting one. I've read that on, one. On audio. Okay. Okay. I you like the, the different characters, like the voices. Yeah. It's all different and it sounds real. It sounds okay. like an interview. It's so, it's so cool. I never read the book physically. I never opened the book physically, but I did it as an audio. And I am so glad. I don't no, think I can perhaps, do it. I don't think I can I do it. On audio, if I would like the book a little bit more, because it was one of those books that was super hyped. And I, I normally like the ones that are, but when I read it, I was like, I don't, I don't see the appeal. Like, I don't see why it's like, so, you know, but people are like, love it. They love it so much. So I wonder if audio would change my mind about that book. I'm curious because I loved the book okay. and I was just ooh, in with the audio. It's because I, I'm pretty sure I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure it was different actors. So you mm -hmm. had different characters playing different actors yeah. and it's the way they read it. Mm -hmm. And for a minute, I literally thought this was real and real life. I Googled. I did too. I did too. I, I Googled. To see if they were a real band. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The, it was, the same thing. It really gave them justice. Like it gave the, their voices justice. I was like, yes, 
this sounds like they're like, so maybe, maybe I should have rated it a little higher for, for right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just, um, nice. I just finished my first book of 2022. Okay. I did too. Steel Striker. Mine was Steel Striker. Steel Striker. I don't know if I know that one. It's part two. It's a duology. So Marie okay. Liu is the author. She wrote Sky Hunter last year. Okay. And she's so horribly mean. She left it in a cliffhanger. Like, oh. I mean, I literally shut this book and I'm screaming the <laughs> protagonist's name. I'm like, Talon, Talon. I'm like screaming here and the book is over. And I'm just like, you can't do this. I'm, I just, and I'm sitting here for, I don't know how many months going, okay, Okay, Talon, you can do this. Talon, you can do this. How is she going to do? You know, it's just the stress of what's going to happen to Talon. And uh, anyway, well, book two came out, came along finally. And okay. is it published yet? Or? Yes, yes, it's out. And I just finished it. It's called Steel Striker. Steel. So it's not an arc that you read. No, 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 no. I don't think I could get a Marie Lou arc. I'm not that in with people. You know, I'm just kind of. No, we'll see. You know, it's it's so funny. People on Bookstagram think, hmm. "Oh yeah, you could get this arc or that arc." I'm like, "Uh, yeah, no, not uh, <laughs> no, no, no." I okay. If it's a brand new author, I can get the arc. Like if I wrote a book, it's new yeah. out there, I can get my own arc. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your own arc. Yeah, okay, okay. I can get my own arc. <laughs> That's fair, though. I get what you're saying. Like, I'm thinking, would I ever get like a Kristen Hanna book in advance? You know, probably no, not. no, probably not. I mean, you're right. You might I love that. But I think so, like Kristen Hanna or the big ones. Right. I think the publishers already have their people like Book Riot or yeah. I don't know, like the big, big you. Right. YouTubers, no, booktubers, whatever you want to call it. Okay. The big folks, the, you know, and like send them to Oprah and Jenny or whatever, whoever else is there. Right. Mm-hmm. But who is living a life through books? Who's a Schnoz character? I am, you know, like, yeah. what does <laughs> she know? Don't undermine Dr. Schnoz. She knows what she's doing. Uh, she has a podcast. Yes, I do. It's kind of crazy. High-five. Yeah. Virtual oh. high five. Right. Isn't it crazy that I have a podcast about books and reading? I like it. I think it's cool. Okay. So I have to, you know, I have to tell you this. Don't laugh. But so I am behind on listening to my own podcast because, because this is what I do. Okay. I'll record, I'll edit okay, and then I'll post, I'll upload it and I'll post it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, you've heard it, but it's not the same. I'll tell you what, because Mm -hmm. When you get out and I'm actually listening to it as a podcast, I'm totally able to take myself out of it and actually listen okay. to me as yeah. someone else. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I like this, you know, living a life through books woman. She's right. kind of interesting. Huh. Right. I like so anyway, so no, seriously, this is kind of funny because I'm listening to I think it was August. All right. Okay. Okay, August. This is how behind I am. August uh, month in review. You know how I always start my month in review with a little bit about how I started my month. This is a good reading month. This is a bad reading month, blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm starting August. 
And it says it was a great reading month. Apparently I read like 12 or 13 books. Oh, wow. And then I said, here's how I did it. I'm like, tell me, tell me. I want to know. Because it was just the funniest thing because I'm listening like, how, how did you do it? And, and I explained how I actually had a goal. I had a plan. I physically wrote down the names of the books I was going to tackle for the month. So like when one book finished, I already knew exactly when I was going to start, how I was going to do it. Everything was planned and plotted. So I was like, Ooh, that's a good idea. I love August. <laughs> probably telling yourself, August she knows how to go and she she was organized. Let's replicate that. Right. But what's interesting, Maya, is that you know, we are one way at one time. So in mm-hmm. August, obviously, I was just super robotic. Yeah. Um, well, in a good way. Yeah. You know, focused, getting my books. Drug. Yeah, different different drive, drive, you know, and doing it. Well, now here I am and you forget Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your mind goes away. And so now I'm kind of like, okay, I really need to read more books. How am I going to do this? Where am I going to go? I'm looking at all my books. I'm kind of and mentally I'm going, okay, this is my next book and this is my next book. And that's about as far as my mind goes. Mm -hmm. But um, now I'm thinking, that was good advice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Maybe I find my own advice. Right. Interesting, eh? You know, you, I get asked similar questions like, oh, like this year, how did you read 50 or oh, just over 50 books? And I'm thinking, I actually don't know how I did that. And so same as you, I'm like, I look back and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were like certain months that you know, I planned differently or whatever, you know? So it's, it's really interesting when you look back at old you and you're like, huh, she had it going. I can, I can do it again. But life, I would say life gets in the way. Like as avid readers, we're not reading 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like there are moments where we have to live, you know, and sometimes life happens, right? Whatever, unexpected things, unexpected, whatever, travels, work, what have you, you know? Right. I find the major disruptor disruptor, I guess, in my reading life, if I had to. Right, right. I mean, and there are some people who read like every day, if they don't have, you know, if they're pretty settled, whatever, they read every day, blah, 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 which is the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. But then there are times like last year, I didn't expect this at all. I went into a reading slump. I think there was, right, like there were some months, I think Mm -hmm. I got like six books. I remember you. a lot. (laughs) <laughs> remember you, I remember you going, yelling at me. Well, not yelling at me, gently telling me that yeah. six books a month was now pathetic because I, because I did a podcast saying I can't, this was a pathetic month for me. But, but the thing is, here's the, here's the thing about it is um, that was a low reading month for me. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I felt like a book slump. I had to push myself. I'm like, do I want to read? I don't want to read. I'm okay. I'm fine. And I finally understood. What's that? I think especially if you're used to reading twice as much in a month, like if you read 12 a month and all of a sudden it's six, that's a drastic drop, right? Right, right. So, so sure. yeah, huge drop. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and then I'm kind of like, okay, grappling what's going on. And finally I'm back. And you know why there was a drop? Why is that? Life and stress. Mm, okay. I learned something over this holiday for the past two weeks. I had more holiday time than I usually get as a holiday time. 
and uh, like a few days ago, I just, boom, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. I'm just like, it's just like soup. I'm stuck, stuck to a book. Mm-hmm. And, and I started thinking, wait, I don't have a written goal. I don't have anything. And even after I finished my hundred book goal, I finished 101 books last year. So even after hundred, I could have just said, okay, I don't need to read today. I'm finished hundred. I'll start this on January 1st, but I just, it just naturally flew through me. And I thought that flow comes from the luxury of having breathing time. Exactly. A clear mindset. You didn't have any stressors. I'm telling you, life. <laughs> it is. It is life. And it's also, you know, life and major stresses. Like in my life, it's been like it's crazy with the practice and everything. But, so that's kind of what it is. But it seems like such a like obvious thing. You know, if, if anyone's listening to us, they'd be like, yeah, duh. Obviously, if life gets in the way, but like we we don't think of it like that. You know, you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm always reading, I'm always reading. And then when suddenly you're not reading as much, you're just like, you question yourself and you forget, like there are multiple factors. And even if the stress is not directly in front of you, it lives in your brain, rent-free, like the people of our generation say. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then it consumes that part of your mind that was previously dedicated to focusing on reading, right? Right. And yeah. and also it it's not just mind that's focused reading, it's, it takes away from your desire for anything, not yeah. just reading. It's like, okay. I don't want to cook today. I don't want to clean today. Forget the laundry. I don't want to do anything today. I'm just going to sit here and lay like a vegetable because it's just, I, that's all I know how to do. And that's the thing. Like, so even if I'm say driving with all the stress, guess what? I carry this companion with me and it's like, don't turn on the audiobook because I'm here after you. Ha 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 ha. And that's the thing. Yeah. Again. Right? We're gonna make 2022 a better reading year. So your first book, 2022. Tell me about it. Oh, hmm. I don't, you know, now that I think of it, I don't know if I want to bring it up because I didn't like it. That's okay. <laughs> it's good. What did you read and what did you not like about it? Oh, well. And why I- did you not like it? Let's see here. I'm going to bring it up. And I wrote some notes for myself, but uh, I was given this. You truly assumed it's um, a debut novel. So it's not uh, an author you would have heard of yet. Leila Sabrine. Okay. And this is an, uh, an arc. So it's out February 8th. Publisher is? Uh, it's Inkyard Press. Okay. So, okay. You're like, um, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Hybrid publishing or independent? Harlequin Books is their main. Oh, okay. 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 So then that's, that's a big deal then. I think so. Yes. And it's a big deal for her. And I was very excited for her because the main sort of premise or her focal point is to give black Muslim women a voice in literature. Okay. So when I heard about that, I was like, love that. I love the concept. It's great. Like, I mean, we always say, you know, representation is so important. And I talk about that on my page a lot, especially mm-hmm. with children and, you know, children's books and middle grade books. I love, I love seeing that because I love seeing myself, you know, represented in books. Right. Like, of course. Oh, that's a whole other thing. But when I saw this, I was like, it's interesting because she was saying, Black Muslims are not represented very much or at all, really, not just in literature, but even in, in the real world for whatever. And she mentioned in the book, even within the Muslim community itself, Black Muslims are sort of always 
side it, you know, um, and they they have a different they have a different. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know what the word, the right word is, but anyway, so I thought it was great. I love it. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I've seen Muslims in books. Like oh, we'll talk about that later, but anyway, right. like, I love this. So I got sent this book. I can't remember. I think I can't, anyway, I, I, I received the book. I'm trying to remember where it came from. The stock bought it. I like that. So that's the thing I wrote down. Like I loved, absolutely love seeing black Muslim women represented in literature. It's a minority group that I don't read about often. So I really like that. I really like, so it's, it's a young adult, I should mention. It's a young adult fiction. And with a lot of the young adult books that I read, I always find because they're young adult and the main characters are obviously in that age group, they're always made to be the hero of their books. And like, they can do anything and they can do, ro- no, do no wrong. And they're, you know, they're, and which is fair enough because that's, that's the focal point. That's the, that's the subject matter. But then, you know, they do things that I'm like, when I was 16 or 17, my parents had to kind of, you know, they, they were, I was still under their roof, under their, you know, they were still responsible for me as much as I like to think I knew everything. Obviously I didn't. So I, w- I found that a lot with other YA books, but with this one, I really, really liked the teen parent relationship because she would have the teenage characters in her book, ask her, their parents for permission for certain things like, Hey, can I do this? Or am I allowed to do this? And I'm like, yes. Okay. Because you need to ask, you know, it's in real life. The teenager doesn't just get to be whatever and whoever, and they can be the hero of their own story. But at the end of the day, you're not an adult yet. So I like those things. I want to start off with the things that I, that I liked. The things that I didn't like is it read almost like a first draft. There were a lot of almost plot holes and things that didn't link and didn't connect. And I don't know, I don't know if that's something they were hoping the readers who received the arc to catch and then relay back to them to be like, Hey, you, you know, um, cause I know a lot of the advanced reading copies are not the final copies and they do make a little editing and corrections. They're here minor. And I don't think they're going to make, you know, exactly. when you're talking, okay. When you're talking plot holes, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking potentially writing. Okay. Even if you're talking about, okay, let's say she mentions an uncle somewhere and Mm -hmm. then later on you find out the uncle died or something. And you're like, wait, when did this happen? What happened? Whatever. Okay. If she has to write that into the story, it's not just one sentence in the middle of nowhere. You've got Mm -hmm. to figure out Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. that goes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. how is she going to introduce it? And how significant mm-hmm. it is to close that plot hole. Right. So you already have a book and it's an arc. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to be able to, exactly. not able to write two pages or smooth things out. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe one sentence, if mm-hmm, that's even mm-hmm. possible to fix mm-hmm. something like that with one sentence, but I doubt it. You I, see what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So there was, know, a few, there was a few of that. And I was just like, uh, you know, I, so I, I, it, that threw me off a little bit and there were, yeah, there were some like unnecessary, as far as I'm concerned, I guess, like events that happened that had no relationship to anything else in the story. Like if that section was completely removed, it would not have impacted the the plot, you know? So I'm like, what is this? I don't, I, I, I didn't need that. Um, there, so in the cover, you see three, three girls and essentially these girls meet online and they are part of a blog together which is a really neat concept so they're basically stand, the, the book starts off with there being an, a terrorist attack in Washington DC and one of them decides to write a blog to talk about how it impacts her not just as a woman not just as a 
a black person, not just as a Muslim, but all of these combined, right? She's all of these things combined. So I thought that was really cool. And then she needed uh, an artist. And so one of them is an artist and joins them and she needs somebody to maintain the website. And so they meet online, right? And then this book pretty much takes place over a span of a month. But by the end of it, it's as if these guys have been friends for a million years. Like they're so chummy and buddy, buddy and have each other's backs. And I'm like, you've only known each other for like two and a half, three weeks. Like the relationship felt very unrealistic, you know? And it's, I'm like, it doesn't make sense that you guys are talking to each other the way you are. You know what I mean? And, and they were only online friends, you know, they've never even met in, you know, and not, not to say that, or to diminish the value of online friendships, but if you've known somebody for a long time, I understand if you talk to each other like that. So there was a few, you know, some of these things. I'm just, I'm just kind of reading off of what I wrote that I was just like, eh. so unfortunately for me, it just, it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work, you know, a little, a little repetitive at times just to validate a point. I'm like, okay, you said that once, why do we need to hear it a few times? Again, so I just, right. It was a lot of repetition things like that. And I feel like I'm being overly critical, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you from the point of view of someone who is writing a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard because you think, oh, have I mentioned this? Mm-hmm. Does the reader really know how mm-hmm. significant this is? Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. I need you to know I'm a Black Muslim. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mention it again. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that I'm a Black Muslim? Mm-hmm. I am going to tell you again that I'm a Black Muslim. Get it? Yeah. And, yeah. and as a reader, you're like, huh, um, third time. Hello. I know yeah. how to read. You've mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. But I think I've done that in my book. I'll be yeah. honest. I know the editor is just going to have a field day. She's just going <laughs> to, I mean, yeah. she's gonna. well, it's not going to be a red pen. It's going to be blue edits on a word document and everything's going to be underlined and struck out, but yeah, yeah. it's going to, I'm going to have blue pages next when she sends it back to me. But that's the thing. It's funny because I was reading my book out aloud, like the mm-hmm. first chapter, and I'm going, you've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. already mentioned that. Why do you need to keep telling them? Why do you need to beat a dead horse? Mm-hmm. And I think that's when, when I wrote it, I think it was that feeling of, does that reader know what that feels like? I mean, it really, do you know? And, but mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. you do. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But see, not- you're talking about it and you're still working on your drafts, you know, right. it's not a finished copy because you're, you know, you're catching on to that. So I commend her. It's a debut. I love that she's written about this. I love the main ideas. When you see a girl in a hijab on the cover of a book, I'm just like, yes, me. You know, I love that. I love that. Unfortunately, didn't work for me. So we'll see. I hope she finds some success. And if she were to write something else, I, I, will, I will read it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that was my first book of the year. Yeah, I, I do believe like representation is important. I mm-hmm. mean, because, you know, when you read a book, it has to be something you identify with. Like, yeah. so, for example, I, you know, I read books not many Indian books, but, you know, like when I say Indian books, like with Indian characters in it, but I read it and I still don't see me in it fully Mm -hmm. because I'm kind of like, well, but I'm Indian Muslim. Mm. There are certain things I would do differently as a Muslim. There are certain, 
I don't know. I just, it would be a little different. As an Indian Muslim, for example, I don't drink. And if, if as an Indian Muslim, I did drink, Mm -hmm. that has certain connotations, Mm -hmm. culturally and religiously within that, you know, globe, right? Yeah. Within that bubble. Thank you. So, you know, I am kind of like, looking at books and I'm going, I want to see Indian Muslim in it. So there's that, which is really interesting. I was, um, I was talking to my editor. I have an editor now. Excellent. Just started, just started. Like even as we speak today is the first day she's actually working on my book. She's going to send me a developmental edit in two weeks Okay. when it's going to bleed blue on the screen, but that, yeah. But when I was talking to her, and, you know, we're just talking. And when I mentioned, you know, Indian, okay, fine. You know, she dread thought, she's like, okay, Indian. And then when she realized, you know, that I was Muslim and Indian Muslim, mm-hmm. even she mentioned, she goes, there aren't many Indian Muslim books. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I was actually talking to someone else several months ago on Clubhouse. And she was like, wait, Indian Muslim book? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you should write it. <laughs> okay, fine. You know, like it was, that's when I started recognizing that it's different. Although the, a lot of it is, that's the thing is it's different, but how different is it? Hmm. Only you can say. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I don't know. It's just, it's a question of how different is it? What goes on? I mean, I'm just trying to be as authentic as I can, working through what, I process things, but that's, you know, but that's, it's a very different aspect when you're writing versus reading Mm -hmm. and back to the podcast and the books and everything. It's really interesting where our lives take us, right? I started off with not reading and then I started reading like 12 books a year and I started reading more and more and more and here I am. Oh, and I do have to say, I have to thank you. Me? Yes. Oh, because. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. No French. No. <laughs> That's my <laughs> Well, my French is uh, un petit peu, just a little. It's uh, because I, I live here. <laughs> I could probably. No, no, no. Never mind. Anyway, as you were saying. As I was saying, like, I'm trying to even French. think about in French. I was like, just. I'm like, no, the je suis is I am, right? Yeah, yeah je suis, I am. Anyway, I have to thank you. Go because ahead. indirectly, hmm. you're responsible for my editor, for getting an editor. Well, tell me more. I even- <laughs> you're, like, you're like, how did I get you an editor? Well, so. <laughs> I- I'm just thinking about the shares I'm going to get after your book is published. You know, I'm good with uh, uh, Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um. <laughs> The editor, okay, how is Maya related? Okay, Maya, you introduced me to a New York best-selling author, oh, New York Times best-selling you. author, right? <laughs> Alka Joshi. Oh, Alka is a wonderful woman, as you know. Yeah, you got to meet her, as if. Right, right, exactly. So the reason I got to meet her is because I was... DMing her 
-hmm. even after the podcast, I was just DMing her. I have a book, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, you know, this is so great that you wrote a book. It's just, I'm kind of like, I wish, you know, the, the whole bunch of, I wish I'm sure she gets a ton of it. And she's probably like, Oh my gosh. And I was what the hell, but anyway, (laughs) she sent me one of the DMS said, um, and I really love this. She said, if you want your work to be, you know, whatever, like if you want a book, you want to get to the next step, you have to be willing to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, she's like, no, you need to invest in yourself. She's like, I have spent money on editing. I've gotten good editors. I've done this, you know? So, so I always thought about it. I have to invest in myself. Okay. So this is something that if I want it, I have to, you know, yeah, yeah you got to yeah. pay the piper, right? Well, anyway, then Alka was doing a, um, she was in a writer's retreat. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a mentor in the writer's retreat and she was having a course. And, and then I, again, like, that's when I think I'd messaged her and I said, is there any reason I shouldn't do this retreat? And she's like, no, you know, again, the whole thing of you have to invest in yourself. So I went to the retreat. Mm-hmm. That's how I got to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. And her, you know, what she told me about characters and everything. Yeah. I could follow that too. And just been like, okay, I've gotten this, but she also emailed me. Oh, okay. With the three editors. Oh, names. okay. And she, and she said, email them and um, tell them I sent you. Nice. Wow. Okay. And did one of those three, is that the one you're working with? All three of them contacted me. Wow. And one of them I was actually going to work with like hmm. right away. And I even told her, yeah, I'm ready. Send me a bill. And she didn't for like two, three days. And well, okay. So the way it works is let's go person one, two, and three, right? Okay. Person one contacted me right away. Mm-hmm. And one of the first 20 pages, that's it. Just, I'm interested. Send me the first 20 pages. Mm-hmm. Person two contacted me and sent me this long list of things, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me what you hope. Tell me this, tell me that I literally had to write a whole email essay, but she was, you know, mm-hmm. she was good. She had a book. She's like, buy this book, which she had written, which is fine. I bought the book and I plan to read it and all of this. And she's like, I am booked up till Feb, but you can, you know, put in a deposit to hold your spot, all of that. And I, right. and since person one was reading my book, 20 pages and I hadn't heard from her in two days person two came back to me with all of this so I said okay you know what let's just do it it's fine send me a bill for this I'll hold the space for fab and I wrote this long email I'm really interested I sent her my first 20 pages I I see your face you're like what what the heck did you do anyway so then I didn't I didn't hear I didn't hear back from person two no no bill for the hold the space nothing okay so then it was like two, three days. Then it was the weekend. So I think it was Friday or I think it was Friday. The person one says, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm so sorry. I've been very busy. My kids are at home, blah, blah, blah. I will, I will get back to you by the end of this weekend. Okay. And I said, okay. And then boom, Saturday, she has edits on my first 
two pages, two or three pages. It's all bleeding blue. And she's gotten like some things about, you know, structure stuff and things like that. And she's like, you know, uh, we need to talk about this, 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 you know, just a sample edit, essentially. Nice. And she sends me her cost and she says, do you want to talk about this? And so this is person one. And I'm thinking, well, I haven't heard back from person two. It's been three days. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, um, and then person one emails and says she had a cancellation. So she is available to start working today. Now. Okay. Right. And person three is just MIA. Like just- person three was MIA. I will, I will add person three oh. at the end. So I finally said yes to person two. I said, send me a bill. <clears throat> you know what? That's fine. Just send it to me and we'll just do it. She sent it to me immediately, like in the next hour or two, mm-hmm. I paid it. It was done. And that was the end of that. Okay. okay? That's person two. Okay. Then I wrote a letter. No, person one. Sorry. Person one. I wrote a letter to person two. I wrote an email and I said, hey, uh, I just want to let you know that one of the editors I contacted, she just got back to me and she's able to start on my work right away. So I've chosen to go with her. I really, you know, down the road, I may need a second developmental edit or a line edit. You know, let's just plan to stay in touch. Thank you. And she just replied with thank you for letting me know. I feel bad because I wrote this long email to her and all, but it is what it is. Okay. Well, that was all done. And then last night, like night, I'm talking 10 PM last night, I get an email from person three. Oh, okay. Here they come. (laughs) Yes. Here they come after. Yeah. After all this drama with one and two person three show, you know, says, Hey, that's so kind of all good to give me your contact, blah, blah, blah. Um, This is my fee. I normally, you know, I normally do the first 20 pages, da, 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 you know, yada, yada, yada. And I said, you know, thanks for getting back to me. I just hired another editor mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate this. And in the direction of your book, like this is what's, huge. What's that? It's a huge step getting an editor. It is. It is. From where you were before, right? So, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's scary. It's scary. So, I mean, I, I'll be very, you're like your thing, the thing you created. I, I, right. I still have doubts about why are you doing this? You know, like, I'm like, what are you doing? Are you drunk? And I'm like, I don't drink. Like, like, I'm not on drugs. It's like, I don't do drugs. It's like, what are you doing? I don't know, Dr. Shanaz, you guys have some pretty intense stuff in dentist office, you know? Yeah. Have you been inhaling a little too much of the things you give your patients? The nitrous oxide, yeah. The laughing gas is like oh, a lot for me, a little bit for you. It's like, it's like, no, that's no. Good. Don't do So no, I know it's so the way it worked is I wrote a first draft, and my first draft was just really like in pieces. Like, I mean, the whole story was there, okay. but like it wasn't in sequence. So okay. the the third scene was the first scene and the seventh scene was the second scene. And, you know, but it was all written. Everything was done. Okay. It was all, all I had to, yeah. all I had to do is cut and paste Got it. and put it in order. You know, it's kind of like your story, cartoon story, put it in order. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I had to do. Well, okay. so my second draft was putting everything in order, which technically becomes the first draft, but I put everything in order and when I was doing that, I was cutting scenes, rewriting, and getting it all together. Okay. And it got all together. And that's when the Reese Witherspoon Fellowship thing came up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then I sent it to um, one, a couple of people. 
one of my friends and, you know, my, uh, she's uh, one, one of them, she's 18 years old, you know, so, and she's a very fast reader. So anyway, so I sent to both of them and they got back with their edits. Mm-hmm. Like, so my uh, 18 year old, uh, she's, she calls me auntie, you know, she's like a niece to me. And she's like, okay, let's just, we were like on the phone and she's like, okay, let's go to page three. You mentioned this, 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 blah, 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 blah. Okay. Fix that. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Fix, fix, fix. Okay. Now go to page this. And so we were sending them like, I was sending them chapter at a time because oh. this Reese Witherspoon fellowship was there. So they fixed everything, you know, as much as they could. Right. And so I had it fixed and I sent it off to the fellowship. And then I sat on it for, I don't know, six months because part of the fellowship is you can't get agented. You can't, you know, it's all. Okay. Okay. So then I um, found out I didn't get in and I was heartbroken. For sure. Like I was very heartbroken. I, I mean, my entire life went upside down because here I am, I'm dreaming of this magic. I'm dreaming that overnight I'm this whoa, I'm Reese Witherspoon book pick. I am Reese Witherspoon book club. I'm a New York Times bestseller. I am this, and I'm no longer a dentist. And my whole life was this magical world. And then someone says, um, hello, wake up, wake up. You're a nobody. You're just this, you're still the same person. I don't want to be the same person. I like, no, you're, you're still nobody. You're the same person. Yeah, but the same person is a nobody. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's yeah. time, uh, you know, I, I question that. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so I'm like, I was, I felt squa- squashed. I, like can, a, I get the devastation though, right? Because you yeah. allow our minds to go somewhere and, and imagine and dream and hope because, you know, that's the only way we move forward, right? Right. So then I, you know, I was just like, okay, one of my, both of them were like, I can't believe you booked to make. I just can't believe it. And I was like, I can't believe it too. And I'm starting to like, you start wondering. Well, you know, it kicks in, doesn't it? It's self-doubt and it's also doubt. I hate to say it, but it's doubt in your friends. It's mm-hmm. like, how dare you say my work is good when it wasn't? Mm, okay. You know, Maya, if let's say you read my book, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, Naz, I love this book. This right. is like, oh, my, I love your book. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't make it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maya, why did you lie to me? Why? Yeah, yeah. What, I can why did you lie to me? Why didn't you just tell me you didn't like it? Well, they probably were telling you the truth. Or, and this is what I read. Uh, it was an article, I think. I can't remember which one. But they always said, if you ever want your work to get proofread, never send it to people who know you because they will never tell you the truth. Right. That's what Alka told me. Yeah. Alka said, no, yeah. they yeah. are your friends. They are not they are here to make you feel that's good. They are your friends. friends. That's what Alka said. She Maybe said, that's where I, I listened to your podcast with her. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where I have this information. Yeah. They will, because people are, that know you are going to think of your feelings first before your work, right? They're, they're going to cushion your feelings and not be as critical as they possibly could be. Like if I had known this girl who wrote this book, the one that I talked about earlier, I would not have given her the feedback that I just gave you, right? Because I'm I'm worried about hurting her feelings. This is her year's worth of work, you know? And for me to just kind of poop all over it, I don't want to say the other word. <laughs> you can probably bleep it. But anyway, it's 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 hard, you know? And then then they don't they don't look at you the same way, right? They'll be like, oh wow, you think you think that of me? And then it just ruins your relationship. And yeah. 
Right. Never, right. Give, never give it to somebody who knows you. It has to be someone who can be very, very, very objective. Right. So anyway, so, so it's a lot of pain. And then yeah. one day I woke up and it's kind of like the movies, you know, your, your heroine wakes up and she says, that's it. That's right. it. And she starts repainting a house, redecorating the furniture. <laughs> you, know, you know, that, that aha moment. And you're like, yes, go. And but it's kind of crazy. That's what I did. I, I woke up one morning and I said, um, okay, what did Come you do? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. No. It, yes. You say, okay, you wrote this book when, you know, I think I wrote this 2020. Okay. I wrote it. I started September and I finished end of October in two months. And I said, you wrote this entire book in two months. Then you wrote it again in a month for the Reese Witherspoon Fellowship. Okay, fine. So you have wasted six months waiting. So, so life happens. You waited 30 years for your entire life to even have a book. So get over yourself, get over everything and wake up. And pull out that Alka Joshi email with all those editors and freaking contact them. Right. So I. But do you really think it was a waste, the six months? You know, that's a very, very good question. I think it was and it wasn't. It was a waste in the sense that I really should not have believed in it. And I should have just continued to work and continue. I should have contacted the editors right then perhaps but maybe that six months gave you the opportunity to just kind of sit in your own thoughts right and let it brew and simmer and and then it gave you that drive you know the aha moment that you had perhaps had nothing happened you wouldn't have had this new like you know forced sort of awakening I don't know I wouldn't think of it as a waste I have a a background in psychology so this is where it's coming from <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll I'll take it then. I'll just say the six months was a good thing. It was giving me, you know. And so because had you maybe contacted these people prior to the six months, they might not have even been available for you, right? They, they might have said, I'm sorry, I don't have time. Maybe, maybe not. You know I mean? you know, I think everything happens when it's supposed to happen. So that's think. true. I think the fact that I was living in cloud cuckoo land and <laughs> Anthony Doerr, but anyway, I, I was living in this other world. Maybe, maybe you needed that to kind of bring you back down to be like, hey, 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 I love that you're up here, but come back down a few notches before you go back up there again. I need to come back down a few notches. And then I really, I have to tell you the edit when she even did a sample edit, I just looked at it and I'm not even exaggerating. Mm -hmm. I don't think every line has a blue line over it. I don't think it's every line, but I'm pretty sure it's almost, I'd have to look at it, but I think it's every other line or every third line has something majorly blue, like on it, or some lines have like several, like, you know, change this phrase. Okay. Anyway, I think um, looking at that, that was the moment I said, here you go. Mm -hmm. This is why your book didn't get picked by Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to work on it. Mm -hmm. You know, Alka Joshi, it took her nine years to be an overnight success. Okay. So even overnight, it was nine years. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It took her nine years to be an overnight success. That's, you know, like it took her nine years of work. 
it was nine years to be a success, but people only see overnight success, right? Sure. It's like when we look at like basketball players, oh, wow, they're so talented. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't born and they didn't come out of the mom's wombs shooting mm-hmm. in baskets mm-hmm. without looking at it. Mm-hmm. How many baskets did they shoot every day of their lives to be that good, right? And that's the thing that our, I guess people look at, our heroes or whatever, our generations, you know, like the kids look at these people going, I want to be that. Mm -hmm. But to be that, you have to do that. A lot of behind the scenes, for sure. A lot of behind the scenes. So that's when I decided that I got to get behind the scenes. I've already gotten a few drafts, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good that this happened. It's humbling. It's a humbling experience. Yes. And so now it's going to be even more humbling. So in in two weeks, I'm going to be crying and being like, not only did I pay money, I pretty much paid money to get beat over the head and to tell me that I suck, which is totally fine. It's okay. You didn't have professional training, right? This is your professional training now, you know? They, people who did this, like Alka, for example, she went to school for it, right? Yes, yeah, she did an MFA. You know, you haven't done that. So like, this is... A completely different thing. This is you getting trained, so it's all good. And you don't oh. have to have a, you don't have to have a what's the word I'm looking for? I'm doing this like people can see me. Um, bulletproof vest. You don't let let the bullets allow them to come, and then start picking them off and understanding why this was targeted and that was targeted. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. That's what I mean. Like it's gonna be a painful experience, but like change comes from a lot of pain and growing and. And this is, this is a, like, you know, had somebody told you, you don't know how to fix teeth. You'd be like, Hey, <laughs> I, I think I know what I'm doing. It's because you're trained, you know, that you spend your life's worth and everything looking into people's mouths and you didn't right. become, you didn't become Dr. Shahnaz in one day, did you? Well, now I'm like, it's 20 years, right? Yeah, but have- how many years did it take you to like get it's, the education and then get to this and get to that and it's the same thing with the writing no you're you're absolutely right because I teach at the dental school and you know like something when you know the students are working on a kid and something goes south mm-hmm. I have to go in and rescue right I I'm the faculty member I'm like okay get up go you know yeah. get up I, yeah. I you know I, I gotta finish this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when I I have to recognize when a student cannot take over right mm-hmm. and the breaking point so I come in And I'm like, give me this, boom, boom, give me that, give me that. Okay, here we go, we're done. And so one student the other day came up to me and he said, you know, it's your hands. Even the way your hands moved, it was just like fluid. Your your hands, just the way you even were asking for things, the way you were even reaching for things, Mm -hmm. your hands were just doing a dance. And he goes, one day, Dr. Med, one day, I'm going to do that. One day. And I was like, nature. it became second nature. This is, you don't even think, right? Right. I, I'm like, hands, what, what hands? I'm just like, you know, I'm getting my job done. I love that he said that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like you said, it's the same thing. You, I love that you said that this is my school and, you know, and I've, you know, uh, the uh, editor she sent me a book list of books to read and she's highlighted three books. So I haven't purchased them yet, but uh, because she's like to keep you busy for t- two weeks, because you're going to be stressed out for two weeks. So like, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you know I'm going to be stressed out? For two weeks. School, Dr. Shinas, just a different version. A different version. Yes. So um, t- let's talk about 
Bookstagram, when do you have to go? Do you have a heart? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, Bookstagram. Hmm. Tell me about your Bookstagram journey. Tell me about how you started getting ARCs. Tell me all about that. Interesting topic. Well, I kind of, I'm trying to think of like, it's been a very interesting year for me. So I, I started it, I want to say August, 2020. But for a year prior to that, I, I have my own like personal private Instagram account and I'm not very big on social media. I never was. Um, so when I first got Instagram, apparently I was five years late because like all my friends and family had Instagram. And I'm just like, ah, I don't want to be on social media. I just, uh, I, just, I just found it too, too invasive. That's the word I use. I'm like, it's too much in my face and I have to share things. And I don't like it. And I'm like, you know, uh, I, I, li- I, like, I like doing very solitary activities, right? And to be on social media and to be social, I'm like, that means I have to be with other people. Anyway, so had my own personal Instagram and then uh, over there, I was just in my stories, recommending books to friends and family. And so in the stories, it disappears, right? In 24 hours. So like, I'd be like, hey, I read this, you guys. It was great. Read it or don't read it or whatever. And with that, I had people, uh, a cousin or two message and say, you should create an account, a private, like a, a, a public account, sorry, and talk about books and recommend them there. And I'm like, nah, too much maintenance. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not, cause then I have to upload all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So I kept, I kept like pushing the idea away. And one day somebody put up on their stories, Hey, look, there's this person that has a book account. He's my friend, follow him if you want. I was like, Oh, people actually do that. I had no idea that there was a whole world out there of bookstagram. No idea. No idea. I genuinely didn't know. So, so uh, an old friend from high school knew this person who had a bookstagram account. So I started following this person And I'm like, hey, cool, you know, this, and they read very different things than I do, very sci-fi. I never really, you know, wasn't my thing. And I was like, but that's interesting. This book sounds good, blah, blah. So now this person who had Bookstagram was like, create an account, create an account, create an account. So I kept getting pushed from there. I get pushed from friends and family. Eventually I caved and around August of 2020, I, I created a public account, not thinking anything of it. Fast forward to 2021, so last year, I, I guess in a way almost regret not starting it sooner because it's been so, so, so cool. Very, very interesting. I think my favorite part or my favorite thing that happened is I got to talk to authors never in my life. Would I have thought that I could actually have a conversation with an author and the first published author that I got to talk to, where is her book right here? She has a new book coming out in March and she's a middle grade author and Entrada Kelly. I've oh yeah, you talk her. about her a lot on your stories. You and it's funny enough. She the the first first the first published author I talked to because there was another guy that I talked to who didn't he self published, but uh, I got her book um, as an uh, an arc from Harper Collins, and it was so she typically writes middle grade so like the nine to almost thirteen ish age group. But that book that I got sent her the first book that I received by her was her first attempt at writing for a younger audience. So she wrote sort of a late elementary I want to say eight to ten ish age group uh-huh. and that was her first time writing for that young younger group and I loved that book so much and I was like oh my god this is so cute like if I was in third grade I would have loved this book and and that kind of led me into taking the chance and messaging more authors to be like hey now I'm gonna interrupt you before you message ahead. other authors how did you get with Erin uh, Kelly like did you message her? How did you know about her? 
Did you yeah. contact HarperCollins? Like what? Like randomly you're sitting on Bookstagram and HarperCollins contacted you? Or? No, uh, I think. Uh, so I no, I, I contacted HarperCollins. I'm not sure who or how I got their contact info, but I knew that they had an influencer program. Mm-hmm. So this is just HarperCollins Canada. And so I messaged. So you contacted them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can I be part of your influencer program? I don't have a million followers, but, and they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And <laughs> like, join it. So I did. And they sent like a list of what do you, pre- well, like your reading preferences and all those things. And I ticked off that I enjoy um, kid lit too, or children's literature. And that's when I received the first batch, I guess it was just two or three books, I think, including Erin uh, Entrada's book called Maybe, Maybe Marisol Rainey, that one. And then after I read that, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could mess. So I, I messaged her only because I had tagged her in my post, uh, like my review post. And she commented and I was like, huh, what? I know. Oh. Isn't it great? So I was like, oh, she's like, then she said something along the lines of thank you for, you know, talking about my book or whatever it was. So then I, in the comments, I think I replied. I was like, oh my God, you're welcome. You know, I, I really did enjoy your book. I'm not, you know, I don't. Not just saying it for the sake of saying it. So the fact that she interacted with my post and then she shared my post on her stories, I was like, okay, one, it seems like this author is active on Instagram. Two, the author seems to appreciate readers talking about her books because not only did she comment, but she shared my contact or my my post on her on her story. Sorry. So I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm just gonna send her a DM and see if she says anything. So I did. And I was like, mm. and then when it popped up that she messaged me back, I like threw the phone across the bed. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I was, I was afraid to see what she said. And then all she said was, yeah, sure. Let's set a time. And I was like, oh, that's it. So she gave me the courage to kind of reach out to other authors. And that's how I reached out to Alka. I was just, I just randomly messaged like, hey, loved your book. Can I talk to you? And then I did that a few more times for different authors. And it was great. Yeah. 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 I, um, I remember when uh, I think Alka was probably the biggest author that was on my um, thing. I've had, um, I had a couple of New York Times bestsellers of the Alka and Lisa C was came to a book club. Mm-hmm. Island of Sea Women. Uh, Lisa C. Phenomenal book. Anyway, she came to a book club. Neat. So, wow. Yeah. Everyone just was like, because I don't tell them that she's coming. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why the author shows up and she's like, and I have to explain. I'm like, I didn't tell them they were coming. So it's a surprise for them. She's like, oh, because everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like what is going on? <laughs> and um, that is so cool. And then I was talking to who, uh, I can't remember her name. She's the, was a really good uh Fifth Street Lions or New York Library Lions or Lions of Fifth Street or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a book. Fiona Davis. Okay. She's a New New York Times bestselling author. And that was a good book, by the way. Uh, What is it? New York? Fiona Davis. Yes. And so. Magnolia Palace. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That one? not Magnolia Palace. That's the latest one. The other one. Uh, there's the Masterpiece, Magnolia Palace, The Dollhouse. No. Dress. No. Uh, Lilac Girls. No, Lilac Girls oh. is not by her. 
Oh, no. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. The Lions of Fifth Avenue. Lions of Fifth Avenue. There you go. Lions okay. of Fifth Avenue. Anyway, so the, the way for me is, you know, because I have a podcast yeah. and then I meet bookstagrammers. So like you. So we're chatting. Right. And then you may DM me and go, hey, I know this author or or you may talk to another author and be like, hey, I know her. She's a podcaster. Contact her. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had a bookstagrammer. She was very sweet. Um, so she would contact people anyway. So then this one self-published author contacted me okay. and I was like, oh, you know, like it's, this is a new to bookstagram. I'm new to podcast, everything. And then, whoa, an author contacted me. And then she sent me an arc. Like at that time, I didn't even know what an arc was. I'm right. like, arc, what is that? A-R-C, what does that even stand for? You know, like, I don't know what this lingo you people are talking. Well, now I'm like talking arts, but at that time, like I knew nothing. So then she sent me a book and I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, it was an ebook. So I read it and then I interviewed her for my podcast. That was the first one. Then another author. And then I was talking to other bookstagrams and they're like, you can contact publishers. Mm -hmm. Oh, Monique, Monique was like, oh, you should contact the publisher. Contact. And then the next thing I know, I don't even know when, but I remember when Flatiron Publishing, okay. one of the publicists contacted me about a book. Okay. You know, so I started getting like Flatiron and then there was um, St. Martin's Press. Yeah, neat. Very neat. Yeah. And then I made... Now, recently, I'm in touch with um, Mariner Books, which, you know, used to be HMH Books, but, you know, they're part of, I think, Simon & Schuster now. Okay. okay. And uh, like Hala Allian's book, Arsenal City, which, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, you know, she sent it to me. Okay. And the publicist, because I made a contact with something else. I contacted the author, Matteo Scaripo, a back block. And he put, that? yeah, he put me in touch with, the publicist and then the publicist sent me some books and then she put me in touch with other publicists. Well, now I have like a, a memoir I'm reading. What's so funny by David Cypress. He's a New Yorker, the cartoonist. Oh, cool. Okay. And it's his memoir and I'm reading it. And this morning I woke up and it says, David Cypress is following you on Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> okay. how cool is that? I know it's just it's bizarre. So I go to his profile. I mean, he is only following like two hundred and thirty some people. Oh, cool! And he has like five thousand followers. I'm kind of like, whoa, that's huge. You know <laughs> that? Cool. What's that? That he thinks you're cool. Maybe I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. And then now I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for almost a week now. Almost. Okay. I have a Twitter account, but I'm not very active. It should be. I've been working with it and Twitter is all not as user-friendly as people say it is. I'm like, this does, it's, it's not common. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, you know, I think with Twitter, a lot of it is with the spaces, the audio app part of it. Hmm. There's an audio portion of it. And what would be really cool is let's say if you had a space, like let's say you're on Twitter okay. and I'm on Twitter and Monique's on Twitter Okay. And we get a few of our bookstagrammers on Twitter. And let's say we pick a time 
and weekly or bi-weekly. And we're like, we're going to hang out on Twitter on these spaces. So then we are just talking. Hey, guys, how's it going? What books are you reading? Blah, blah, blah. And you get these bookstagram friends. We're just chatting. It's like on the phone, but it's on Twitter. And um, then we're talking books. I didn't even know you could do that on Twitter. <laughs> you can. You can. I, I just, I've been on Twitter for past week and they don't have the space yet i've been waiting i don't want to create it yet but i'm waiting clubhouse is all audio and i met some great like i've met some authors through it okay and it's an that's how i met mateo (laughs) there you go that's how i met mateo but clubhouse was they have a um there's this one person she does every tuesday night a uh, pub day new releases what are you excited about blah 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 every okay. tuesday night she does it i used to listen to it every tuesday but i don't follow it as cl- you know i'm like Ugh. anyway um so i i know we've been on for a while I, you know it's yeah i mean i can go on forever dude huh? i know i know what else do you want to talk about book book stuff what do you think um, well, I was thinking maybe I could tell you about the things that I'm excited to read in the next couple of weeks. Yes, so one please. is this one that I just brought up here. The, it's called Those Kids from Fawn Creek by Erin Entrada Kelly. So okay. this is the newest one coming out in March. And I have, I've, re- I've read, she's written, I think this is her eighth, I think. Wow. Correctly, yes. And I read... Six by her and I have one more to read soon hopefully then I would have read all of her books which I'm happy to say because I'm like yeah I want to read them all before I get to her newest one coming out soon and then this one is something I hope to read this adult fiction Aisha at last by Uzma Jalaluddin she wrote Hannah Khan carries on last year and it was an, an arc I received I think from from HarperCollins and I was like wow I really like her books so I went and purchased this one that she wrote a couple of years ago okay. and only bought it because a lot of people on Instagram were like, we love this book so much. It's so great. So hopefully I'll get to that soon. And oh yeah, this one, I, I don't know too much about it. I only recently received it. So I, I write book reviews for Book and Brunch. They're okay. an online, they're a website and they do, essentially they, they do food and books and bring them all together. So they do a lot of food and restaurant reviews okay. and, and uh, lifestyle things. And they have one segment of their website dedicated to that. And then they have another for book reviews, book recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're based out of Toronto, but okay. they have what they call contributors or writers from the States as well as from Canada. Mm-hmm. So one of their contributors, then I contribute to their young adult reviews. Mm-hmm. Through them, I'm able to receive some arcs as well. So this is one that I got from them in the mail the other day called A Thousand Steps Into the Night. And it is young adult fantasy inspired by the author's uh, Asian heritage and culture. Okay. I thought it was really, really cool. So I'm excited to read this one. I think she is from, let me just double check. Tracy Chi. Yeah, Tracy Chi. It says here she's a New York Times bestselling author of the Reader series. So I don't I don't know that one. I haven't read that one, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know too much about it, so I can't say too much. But this is one of the ones I'm looking forward to reading. I love it when when authors sort of pull in various parts of their 
culture into stories but if it's if it's fantasy especially I'm like oh that's neat like the one that I reviewed maybe last week I think it was The Ivory Key the mm. author's debut novel and it's a duology it's released tomorrow and um, the author is Indian and she wrote this fantasy book and she pulled in a lot of her Indian culture and heritage into the story but it's a fantasy story you know what I mean so I'm like oh that's so neat so I really like that and this one I forget where she's from but some similar idea well that's what I'm looking forward to reading very 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 cool I am right now I'm reading a book I purchased over 25 years ago that I haven't read yet okay it's called the writer's journey and okay it's just about it's a book on writing and it's a it's about breaking down character structure and, you know, like how every book has like, you have a hero and, or whatever, and it starts off and you've got to take the hero, him or her out of what's normal and put them in an unfamiliar place yeah. and then yeah, pro yeah. villain and, you know, all of this, the archetypes and it, it's fascinating. And I've always wanted to read it and I've always wanted to learn the story structure and things like that. And, you know, because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to write. And so mm-hmm. now is the time I've been like, now I'm very, very serious. So I'm kind of like, okay, I got to work on that. Okay. I'm also working on David Cypress's What's So Funny. Yeah. I'm, I really want to hit a lot of my net gal, my net galley list. I have two net okay. galley accounts. So oh, wow. long story about that. But anyway, <laughs> both accounts got filled up like in like very two quickly. seconds. Yeah, very, yeah. very quickly. And one minute and, you have nothing and the next minute they all kind of come flooding in. Right. Yeah. So I am like, okay, I want to, really focus on those and then I have some books that you know just I'm kind of like trying to keep it constricted I'm not approaching any of the publishers or anything I'm just kind of staying back for author interviews I mean like this one the what's so funny David Sapros one they contacted me so it's it's kind of like this if they contact me and they're like hey Shanaz will you do a podcast I'm kind of like that means they know I'm a podcaster they're you know that kind of a thing I'll say yes yeah yeah but if it's just a fishing here you go here's a book blah 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 I might just kind of step back yeah yeah there's a book that Flatiron's been contacting me about I don't know if it's just fishing or if it's you know they've been like hey Shanaz I've worked with them before but I still don't know it's it says hi Shanaz but but you can very easily you know change the name and put right right (laughs) and uh He's like, I'm hoping for some coverage, blah, blah, blah. So I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to respond to it yet because, and I'm saying no to books now for the most part, because I really want to get caught up. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I want to get caught up. And I'm also, no, I get that. I'm also a Libra from influencer. So I get mm, yeah, 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 yeah. like a lot of free books every month. Wow. And January, they gave me nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> nine audiobooks in January you it, it started off with saying they'll give you six books a month which is like wow this is great then yeah. you get like oh this month I got eight. Oh my gosh I've been getting eight eight and then December was only six I was like oh wow they've gone back to six and I'm like don't complain you can actually catch up maybe maybe you know okay fine and then Jan comes it's like nine books I'm like forget it I quit not really but yeah but that's that's it I I'm just kind of like trying to focus on the books I have. Yeah. Wanna yeah. read those. I really want to read Once There Were Wolves because mm. 
I don't know if you read Migrations by Charlotte McConaughey. I have not, no. It was a wonderful book. That was 2020, I think, Charlotte McConaughey. And she was on my podcast, but wonderful book. I mean, and she's wonderful too. Well, her second book is Once There Were Wolves and I'm told it's better than that one. And I still haven't read it because, but I want to read it. And, you know, you sit there balancing all these books. Okay. So I really want to do Once There Were Wolves. I really want to do... um, Harlem, Harlem Nights? What is it called? By uh, Colson Whitehead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, I have his book on my shelf, Nickel Boys. Nickel Boys. Oh, my. You haven't read Nickel Boys yet? No, it's looking at me. It's on my shelf. It's like, hey, oh. man, pick me up. Oh, my gosh. Nickel Boys. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's why I want to read the Harlem thing. Nickel Boys. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, uh, amazing. Mm. Heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. But Oh yeah, it heart wrenching. gift, and I got it as a gift from a friend of mine. And I was like, "Yes, thank you." And no, like, Nickel Boys is yes. Mm-hmm. I would put. I would any day put Nickel Boys. Move it up my TBR any day. No, yeah. Nickel Boys is very good. So that's where you know. Okay, so there's. So that's why I want to do Colson Whitehead's book. So there's all this book, and then the you know uh, the book you picked up, Magnolia Palace, Fiona Davis. Well. Oh, yeah. There was this thing where it's like, oh, you can get her latest book on NetGalley. You know how sometimes they open it up for like the first 100 people, or the first 200 people for a mm-hmm. book? Mm-hmm. Well, I clicked on Magnolia Palace. It was open for a day. Okay. And so you I got, got it. The, yeah, I got it. Yeah, good, good, good. Well, no, good, good, good. Now I have it. So I got NetGalley. You're like, yeah, good, good, good. I'm like, um, what are you doing? problems of a reader too many books too little time that's right that's right but but yeah so that's that I have to um kind of go I'm, I'm working on a podcast about the usual podcast about how to read more mm-hmm. and you know like reading goals and also writing goals I'm adding writing as part of the podcast should. a little bit it is living a life through books so why not you know adding a little segment to that you have more experience of that now than you did even just a few months ago so you yeah have, you have to say you can share people would want to listen to that yeah but it's um I think it's a good stage to start considering I have done an entire first draft or a second draft I have an entire full book start to finish so if some so if I die today and someone reads it it's an entire thing they don't have to be like well how does it end what happened no everything's right there a morbid thought there but no <laughs> morbid what <laughs> uh, but but you know so I, since I have done it I'm going through the editing process I thought yeah well, let sure, me sure. let me add that element because I feel like I feel that when my book does get published, I'm going to be like, man, I wish I would have written about all of this. Yeah. yeah. I'm not written, at least podcasted about it way mm-hmm. back when. Mm-hmm. So now, so that's kind of that. And I'll have some more bookish podcasts, you know, the usual stuff. Book club coming up Thursday. We're doing oh. a man called Uva. Mm, yes. Good book. Very good book. <laughs> I, yeah. I like that guy. He can write about whatever. And I'd, I'd read it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I'm like, I'll follow Backman to the moon and back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, my friend, I just want to, you know, we got to have a formal conclusion to the podcast. So my readers will have a formal thing. So I just want to formally say, 
thank you for coming on and hanging with me. It was my pleasure. I loved it. I like talking about books. If I could get paid to do this, I'd be doing it all the time. <laughs> Even if I'm not getting paid. Now you're talking. Tell me about how to get paid and then we can, you know, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yes. That was so much fun. I should invite her back on my podcast. Oh, and I apologize for the audio dropped in a few places. I tried to edit the best I could, you know. Um, what else? I'm working on my book club episode for A Man Called Uva. That should be ready next weekend. And my episode about reading more and writing more. Well, that will probably come in after that. I may be getting a couple of author interviews. That's a maybe. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. All the ways you can reach me will be in the show notes. I'll add Maya's Instagram. The opening and closing music for this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavic. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. <laughs>